Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. The views and opinions of this show are directly those of the hosts and its guests. It does not reflect the opinions of its affiliates or its sponsors. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens... When the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view, <laughs> something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight, uh, first one in quite a while, we're doing a Down the Rabbit Hole episode. Um, And we've got a couple of interesting things to talk about. But uh, since we haven't done this in forever, since usually we're in a rush to get our guest on, Eric, how's the week been going? been going good uh met up with a with a friend from an old job today and had lunch we were able to catch up there other than that just been kind of studying on my certifications and you know doing a little research into the paranormal stuff as always finding some interesting yeah. things on toro and uh all that kind of stuff what's toro is that something new <laughs> yeah no it's it was a mispronunciation is what it was <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to call me out on that. And we we're just going to keep going forward, but <laughs> that would be okay. tarot, tarot, an A, okay. not an O. Um, so <laughs> I got really quiet for a moment there. <laughs> it's like, please, please just continue talking, Justin. <laughs> we're talking about two things i can't remember where the one came from but it does kind of associate with something you posted recently on our facebook i don't remember if you did it on instagram at all but on our facebook page but uh the first thing i wanted to talk about because it's something you had brought to my attention because it was in a uh appalachian like monster cryptid group that you're in and that's the moon-eyed people mm-hmm. um so like I read through the article and I'm sure you have too, but what grabbed your attention like when you saw this? Uh, it was primarily the image that I saw in, in this particular group on Facebook. And it was just an image of the moon eyed people. And they had like in the image, they had crescent moon looking eyes, which is more of a figurative sketch as opposed to reality. When you read the, supposed documentation that there is and it's usually it's amazingly verbal documentation uh that this uh i guess entity or people uh had existed once and so when i saw these eyes and they were called the moon-eyed people i was like oh this seems interesting you know i love obviously anything about the lunar uh -hmm. lunar entities and whatnot so looked into it and this is something I'd never heard of was these Moonite people. And this was a, a basically a people group who were actually uh, separated from 
cryptid or entity-like creatures. So uh, right off the bat, I'm thinking this is some sort of extraterrestrial-like being, or maybe it is some sort of hybrid cryptid creature thing. But in reality, according to the Cherokee tales, uh, the Moon Knight people were actually just another people group, another group of persons uh, that were very much human, but had very light skin, almost perfect white, and were basically blinded by natural light, uh, both sunlight and even light with the, like, of the full moon was too bright for these people. Uh, so they were pretty much blind during the day and can only see at night, becoming nocturnal creatures or peoples, uh, hence the reason they were called moon-eyed. Uh, they only came out at night. Uh, now, they were primarily between, like, existed between Tennessee and Georgia. Uh, the, most, the most documented site is this place right over the Georgia border. Uh, border. border. <laughs> You're on a roll tonight. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I need to drink more. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right over the Georgia border. Uh, and... They created this some sort of like it was like a rock uh, fort. Uh, it was believed that these creatures, these people lived underground and hid there. Uh, and then there were these various um, like pointed structures made out of rock that were kind of like small towers uh, that seemed to be part of a border or a wall of some sort that they created to separate themselves from other peoples or maybe to just protect them as a, like a site of, de- uh, of defense, you know? Uh, but I thought it was really interesting because there's like stories that there was this big war that basically was between uh Sorry, I just had to go back for a moment here because I forgot I switched forward from the Moon Knight people. It's weird. Uh, so this war supposedly uh, was between, depending on who you ask, because there are various stories on exactly what happened. Uh, but one is that there was a war between the Creek Nation and the Moon Knight people. Uh, Now, the Creek Nation was neighboring uh, of the Moon-Eyed people, and they went to war and drove the Moon-Eyed people from their homeland during a full moon, uh, which was part of the plan because, one, it was dark enough where the Creek people could hide in the shadows, despite these people being able to see them uh, at night. But because it was a full moon, they were still practically blinded. Uh, So it kind of gave them a little bit of an edge, I guess. Uh, however, there's also another story that the Cherokees themselves waged war against the Moon-Eyed people, uh, driving their home uh, or driving them from their home of Hawassi, a village near what is now Murphy, North Carolina, west into Tennessee. Uh, but of course, both versions of the story are simply that the Moon-Eyed people ended up losing and likely had been driven down toward Florida, where they actually began to kind of live uh, and grow in the Native American uh, culture and became another type of tribe entirely uh, in which they were pale skinned, but followed traditional Native American cultures. So it, it almost seems like um, a very extreme form of um, al- albinoism to the point that it affected their eyesight in, in light. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Um, of course, we, we obviously all we're going on is the verbal documentation here. So this is a story that's been passed down from generation to generation. Uh, there is, of course, a lot of speculation as to whether these people were, A, whether they were albino, very possible because, like you said, this kind of matches what uh, you would typically see in albino animals. Uh, but there was belief that this was a earlier uh, settling of some uh, uh, white Europeans who had came over before like Columbus and all of them started to arrive uh, and settled in, uh, I believe it was Alabama. Uh, and after they settled mm -hmm. there, they ended up making this contact with Native Americans. Then the Native Americans kind of created the story about them. Uh, and eventually the descendants of these people that showed up waged war against either the Creek Nation or the Cherokees. Well, and how many legends have come to fruition, whether we know them to be true or are still speculating today, of a uh, people from Africa, Native Americans, uh, uh, even in the, the First Nations in, in Canada, um, coming across something that they've never seen before, mainly white men, and maybe they're a little bit shorter than the, the Native Americans, and I mean, most Europeans were at that time, um, and, and finding this legend, and maybe the, these... Welsh that it, it supposedly is kind of based on only moved at night so that they didn't attract attention. Sure. I mean, that's very possible. And especially if they weren't sure exactly what the native people were like uh, in, in earlier encounters, uh, who knows if there was any aggression in the beginning or they were just trying to be cautious. I mean, nighttime would be the best time to kind of go about and explore uh, when you have a potentially hostile peoples. Um, and this is, of course, if you don't know who that people is and you haven't interacted with them, then you're going to want to take precautions. Uh, however, it's, I don't know, it, it, you know, again, it's, it, it's hard, hard to without any actual documentation showing us like what could have, what this could have been. Like even the speculated uh, belief that this group of moon-eyed people was actually just Europe, uh, early Europeans settling in Alabama and moving up into Georgia, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Uh, even that story alone isn't necessarily uh, true. It too is just a speculation. Uh, according to <clears throat> uh, some stories, uh, it is believed that this European group that showed up uh, was actually a Welsh based on a Welsh legend of Prince Maddock. Now, according to the Welsh story, uh, Maddock, uh, Maddock Ab Owain Gwynded, yeah, it's a hard name, uh, was a Welsh prince <laughs> who disenchanted with the Civil War, racking his homeland and set sail with his brother Rahirid, uh, I think. Uh, and a 
another 17 or 1170 uh, people across the Atlantic Ocean and landed somewhere around a mobile bay, Alabama. And then after exploring up through the rivers and uh, of Southern America, decided to stay. And it is believed that these people, these Welshmen, are what ended up staying and becoming these Moonad people. However, there's no actual account that this Welsh prince ever came to America or even left Europe. Uh, so, you know, this, this is again just a speculated account. And we kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and just kind of come up with our own story here, our understanding of what could have happened or what this might have been. Right. Well, and how many times throughout our history lessons, just you and I as as young kids, did the story change that, okay, it was uh, uh, Columbus that first came to America. Well, no, then it was actually the Vikings came before Columbus even got here. And who knows that, I mean, even before that, I mean, because Europe is literally not that far of a sailing distance. If you look at, at least look at the the Canadian uh, peninsula that goes towards Europe and then the very tip of, of Europe that meets somewhere in the... the Atlantic had to think about that for a second. Um, it wouldn't be that far for them to sail. I mean, I know here it says they landed in in Alabama, so right. that would have been quite a far trip. But, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting story to say the least. I didn't find a whole lot of anything else on this. I don't know if you had found any other articles on this other than the one that you had saw in that group or not but yeah no there the really isn't much this is more of a you, you know how occasionally we come across cryptids that are very disclosed these are uh, usually creatures that maybe a small group of people in a specific state they're state known creatures as opposed to mass known creatures such as like bigfoot who's known worldwide or the Loch Ness monster uh, the right. idea of the werewolf and stuff like that uh, but like the Loveland Frogman, who is much more centralized to Ohio uh, and some of these other cryptids who may not be well known, uh, that's kind of what this is. This is a story that is relatively small in, in terms of its knowledge and understanding, uh, but could have a significant impact when it comes to uh, the historical understanding of who arrived to the Americas uh, and what actually happened before our uh, current historic documentation or, or actual history that we know and understand, you know, uh, there could have been so much more happening prior to that. Uh, right. You know, who knows who could have come up from South America or down from, uh, from like Canada and, and, you know, all that, you know, the, the, the Arctic, who knows what happened. Maybe there is a group of people living in the Arctic at one point and they came up to South America and traveled up, you know, you never know the, the world is so big and it just so happens that because uh, we, that is the U.S., was technically established by a European peoples, uh, we tend to focus on that part of history as opposed right. to the other historical documentation that exists within our own country. Um, and that's not to say, of course, obviously, the U.S. wasn't established by the European people. It was already established by Native Americans just the Europeans didn't know it at the time. Uh, right. And unfortunately, 
when the U.S. became the U.S., they kind of wrote it the way they wanted to write it. <laughs> yeah, the winner always writes the history for sure. All right, so the second thing that we were going to discuss um, was a cryptid known as Crawlers, um, also is associated with the rake, um, probably one in the same creatures, but some people call it one thing, some people call it another. Um, and this associates with a picture that Eric got while he was working, and uh, he had posted on our Facebook page, Paratruth Facebook page, um, but I wanted to go over what the the crawlers or the rake is. So the only description of the crawlers I found was very brief um, on uh, a, 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 a Tumblr account where it says, uh, crawlers are described as humanoid creatures found in the United States and Canada, typically in forests. Crawlers are said to be tall, lanky, and gray humanoid creatures with no hair, extreme sharp claws and sharp teeth, and sunken in eyes. Crawlers are said to crawl extremely fast on all four limbs, and witnesses have reported that no matter how close they got to these creatures, they always seemed out of focus. Crawlers are said to be very aggressive, attacking animals and humans that come too close. Crawlers also strike a shocking resemblance to the creepypasta creature the rake, which is where the story could have gotten its inspiration from. Now, the rake uh, actually goes back to the summer of 2003. Uh, events in the northeastern United States, little or no information was left intact, and most online and written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused in rural New York State and once found in Idaho, self-proclaimed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown origin. Emotions range from extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remain powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. In early 2006, the collaboration had accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day, spanning four continents. In almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've uh, This person says, I've been in contact with a member of this group and was able to get some ex excerpts from their upcoming book. And goes into all these excerpts and this and that. The interesting thing about this is that the crawlers and the rake have a very similar... Um, look to them to the crawlers from the descent which i didn't know that the creatures from the descent were called crawlers at the time after doing the research is where i came up with all this and um the descent came out in what 2006 2007 something like you that. know eric um so could possibly be that the movie was kind of based on on these stories that were coming out as well. Um, nobody really knows. For, oh, I'm sorry, 2005 it was released. Um, so I was actually kind of fascinated to see that there was actually an association with a movie. And the accounts go back to before the movie was made. So it is kind of, kind of an interesting thing. 
Um, you, I think you've kind of done some research on the rake as well, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> the rake is one of those creatures where, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much identical to to the description of the crawlers, and I think they're pretty much the same thing. It just so happens that the the name the rake happens to be more popularized than the idea of the crawlers because the crawlers are so generic, not to mention that there are other types of crawlers in uh, the cryptid folklore, such as the Fresno uh, night crawlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen any videos of those, look it up. You'll, I guarantee you're going to know what the, what the Fresco uh, night crawler is <laughs> once you see it. Uh, but... <clears throat> What's interesting about the rake or the crawlers is that it goes beyond just the stories from Creepypasta and the stories that we hear about in, you know, on the different websites or in social media and whatnot. Uh, There's also been video evidence and photo evidence of the rake existing in the woods. In fact, uh, it's been so popularized that even Fox News has a published article and video uh, on the the rake, uh, and it was this captured video where the rake was supposedly um, stalking a moose. And you can see in the video if you just type up the rake, it'll pop up in like the first three. Uh, put the rake cryptid because otherwise you just get a picture of like rakes <laughs> for like it. Yeah, do the rake cryptid. <laughs> um, but with within the first couple of, of links, you're going to see for foxnews.com. And it's this video of a rake or a, or a crawler who's stalking a moose that's eating grass um, kind of on the side of the road. And in the woods, probably about 15 feet behind the moose, uh, is this creature on all fours, kind of pale white or gray. And it's kind of moving back and forth in a very weird motion. Uh, it seems to move pretty quickly. Uh, but it also has kind of a weird uh, jump to it, kind of like it reminds me of something like a stick bug. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a stick bug try to uh, start to walk, but when it walks, it kind of does this back and forth uh, before it takes a step to make itself mimic a branch in movement. Uh, and it's very similar to that. And it's creepy. Of course, these particular video, I don't think has been fully debunked. I could tell by looking at it that maybe there's a possibility it could be uh, CGI'd just because there's certain portions of the video where the the rake or the, the, the crawler seems to look translucent. That could just be poor footage. Uh, it is kind of dusk and the creature's kind of far back, so it's hard to tell for sure. Um, but nonetheless, this creature is something that has been not only on the web, but has been featured on tv uh very especially like documentary television if you look at travel channel or discovery channel there are full episodes dedicated to this creature and it is a very scary creature this is one that a lot of people are just terrified of uh and it's right there next to uh in terms of being terrifying it's right there next to the skinwalker which is probably one of the most highly um feared creatures in american folklore uh so yeah you know it's it's a creepy creature man yeah yeah and just looking at you know the the images that are shared um because there's multiple uh i haven't seen the videos yet but i I just i've always seen these these pictures whether it's the crawlers or the rake 
um, which are pretty much the same in, image in the two articles that I looked at. Um, and it looks like it the, the creature is charging the camera, and I, I believe it's a... Uh, trail a trail cam so it's it's mm -hmm. night vision or or uh, infrared so it's a grayish color to begin with but then you can tell that this creature has like super light skin whether it's gray or white you can't really tell so um what i found fascinating was the very similar thing to what you caught on camera on top of what's so fascinating about what you caught on camera was the kind of um, two-sided answers you were getting from the groups that you posted in, as well as you'd gotten an answer on our Facebook page, too. Um, but how slanderous people were getting about the image and, and just... <laughs> straight up attacking you saying that it was the worst uh, uh, Photoshop ever made. Now, folks, I am no expert at Photoshop. I trust my cousin with my life. And I can tell you that the photo was just a photo. <laughs> now... People wanted to say things like, oh, you know, I've torn this apart, and it's actually, there's there's two people in the photo. One's been at a 45-degree angle, and this and that, and, oh, well, it's really grainy, or there's these weird shadows, and it's like... I'm pretty sure you gave the context that it was night, and in the photo, you can absolutely see that it's nighttime right but, but before we go into the comments and and a little bit um i i guess give us a little idea here because in the photo it looks like something that's on all fours kind of looks like it has a tail or it's a human on all fours and it's got excuse my phrasing folks something shoved in its butt um <laughs> Or a tail. <laughs> or, or a tail. <laughs> and, and it looks really dirty. Um, so almost feels like maybe a statue with something on it to make it look like it has a tail or plugged in or something. But uh, give us a little context here. What was going on when when you pulled up to this place? Sure. So, uh, uh, but as I was pulling into the driveway... I had the headlights on. It was dusk, so it wasn't fully night yet, but it was right. It's it's. I don't know if you guys look out at dusk or not, but for me, dusk is a really weird time because at dusk, the lighting is in such a way that I'm nearly blinded when it comes to anything visual, like in words and numbers, I see them. I can see them at night in the dark. I can see them during the day, but at dusk, it's just all blur. Uh, but anyway... My headlights were on, and as I turned into this driveway, I saw something out the corner of my eye start moving. Uh, and immediately I look at it, and as I'm staring into this backyard, I see this thing, uh, this this creature, uh, like you said, all on, on four legs, 
probably around four feet long, I would imagine. Uh, probably about three feet tall. Um, has a tail. Its head is very round. There are no ears or like a snout or anything like that. Uh, it, it was just there. It was like frozen uh, and it wasn't moving. Once I, once I actually like turned the car all the way in and looked at it, it like wasn't moving anymore. It only moved as I was turning in. And I stared at it for a while and girl, a girl that I'm dating was with me. She wanted to go driving with me that night uh, while I was dr- working. And just, just cause we don't get to, we only get to see each other on Saturday. So she's like, I'm going to tag along. I was like, you're going to be bored. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to come anyway. So she came and she was bored most of the time until this <laughs> happened because she's like, what are you staring at? I'm like, I th- think I'm looking at a rake. And she's like, a what? <laughs> I was like, well, rake. And she like tries to re- like lean over and see it, and she couldn't see it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go deliver this meal. Tr- get it, you know, like lean over further when I move so you can see it. So I went and delivered, came back, shut the doors in. And she just kind of like stared at me. She's like, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's creepy. I was like, I know. <laughs> and so like, we were about to leave because it's kind of weird when you're sitting in a, you know, person's, driveway you don't know them they don't know you and they're probably like why are you still my driveway we want to get our food like i was Mm -hmm. i was i drive for uber at night um Mm -hmm. and so i tried to hightail it out of there but i wanted to snap a picture and of course with the iphone this is an iphone 12 by the way so it's camera this is really good and it's a 4k camera she's very well in the in the in the dark uh and i picked it up and i just hit the camera button from the home screen or the lock screen so when you do that, it automatically pulls up the photo mode, not the video mm-hmm. mode. And I clicked the button and then I like threw it in reverse and hightailed it out of there so that these people weren't getting weirded out. Now, during that time, after I had gotten this photo and I was looking at it later on in the night, I realized, well, shit, I should have taken a video. And it never once crossed my mind when I was there because I was so hyped up on the fact that whatever this thing was, I just wanted to get something an image of it (laughs) right uh and it's kind of funny now because i can't tell you how many times like i've i've commented in people's things like why didn't you take a video you know and i'm like oh probably because they were as hyped as i was and i didn't take a video because i didn't think about it so now i guess i can't say anything uh yeah dude i I mean i don't know like i I thought you know i'd post this picture and just see what everybody else thought um and really, the the response was pretty outstanding. I mean, as of yesterday, well, as of up to this recording, so this is about a week ago now, uh, there were a, just about, or I don't know if it's just about or slightly over 500 uh, likes and whatnot, and then around 400 and odd comments, which by the I have not read all those comments. So for anyone listening to this episode who's seen the photo and commented, I didn't respond, I'm sorry. 400 some odd comments is a lot to read through. <laughs> I ain't going through them all. But yeah, some of the comments are weird. Like so I, I feel like people, you get you got two sides of the spectrum. You got people who are very much interested in whatever this is, and they want to believe, right? We, we all we talk about that poster in the X-Files, the I want to believe poster mm-hmm. that Fox Mulder has in his office. Right. Uh, and those are the type of people that respond. But then you have these opposite side of the spectrum. It's these people who are 100% skeptical and they're going to go out of their way to disprove it however they can or debunk it. And they will jump to conclusions 
just to try to, um, I guess just to try to to make them their, their statement sound as legitimate as possible to overrule my post and what I stated and you know in the original post. And it was, it was just crazy to me. Like some of, some of these these comments, man. <laughs> well, something that you had stated when you know after you talked took the photo, we both kind of looked at it a bit. Um, you had kind of speculated, well, maybe I thought it was moving because of, I was pulling in, there were shadows moving, stuff like that. Um, so when you, when you pulled in, had it looked like it was in one spot? And then when you got back, it had, it looked like it had moved at all. Had you heard any movement when you went to go to do the delivery? No. So yeah. And, and you're right. And I said that when, uh, when I sent you the photo and you and I initially discussed it off air, uh, you know, shadows tend to play tricks on your eyes, especially right. at night or in dusk. Uh, so if I had gotten there during the day and seen this thing, I might have a fully different opinion of what it could have been. Uh, and there, I couldn't tell even with the naked eye as to what exactly it was without walking up on it. But, you know, uh, for those of you who say you should have did it, this is somebody's backyard. It's a private property. <laughs> and I literally, I know their home because they, I just delivered food to them. So I'm not going right. to walk in their backyard to try to chase this creature down and it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, I don't want to get arrested to go looking for a creature <laughs> so, or die for or that die, matter. you know, for, for that matter. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, you know, it very well could have been, uh, there was a truck in front of me, an SUV, and so when I turned in, my headlights had already cast a shadow off the SUV. And then it was also in the picture, you could see it casting a shadow off of whatever this thing was um, that was in the yard behind this house. So there are multiple shadows and just the slightest movement of a shadow can make something appear to move when maybe it isn't. Uh, now, you would think that perhaps if this thing was a living, breathing creature, it would have moved at some point. I was there for probably three minutes total, two to three minutes total, uh, including the drop-off and all that. Uh, but there is stories that there are cryptids. And you could see, same thing with animals in general. Look at deer, for example, who are, you know, you, you know the whole deer in headlights thing, the deer They're in headlights look. Yeah. Yep. When they see a really bright light, they just kind of freeze and they don't move. Why? The only thing I can speculate is that uh, maybe it's their way of trying to hide from creatures who Camouflage, might be yeah. more sight oriented, you know, by movement. So <clears throat> that is one possibility here. And it did not, I did not hear anything. It didn't move in that time, the whole time that I was there. Uh, and it very well could be that it was trying to oppose itself as a statue like thing uh, to kind of hide or trick me um but then again it could have been a statue <laughs> you know i mean to be frank the creepiest uh, statue i've ever seen by the way but yeah yes. yeah 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 so either way i decided i would have some fun with it. i was going to keep it to myself and then ultimately i was like you know what this will be this is gonna be fun to post and to see what people think and so i did and yeah there were a lot of a lot of thoughts on it <laughs> All right, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. 
Uh, you guys have listening, been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on KillerPodcast.com, as well as wherever you get great podcasts. Um, we're going to go to Eric's Random Fact of the Day, a quick commercial, and we'll be right back with Paratruth Radio. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that the English word with the most definitions is the word set? According to bestlifeonline.com, the Guinness World Records states that the word set has the largest number of meanings of any word in the English language, with 430 different senses listed in the 1989 edition of the second edition of the Oxford English Dictionary. The word sets the record with an entry running 60,000 words or 326,000 characters, and no other English word has ever come close since. This was Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we have been discussing this photo that I posted on social media last week. And it is a photo of a creature that looks very similar to the crawlers or the rake uh, that I had seen in someone's backyard as I was delivering some food for Uber Eats. Um, And this was not something I expected. Like, this isn't something that you see on a daily basis. Uh, it's not like it was a deer or a coyote or a fox or, you know, any of those other type of animals that we have in Northeast Ohio. Uh, aside from maybe uh, like a dog man or something, but I haven't seen that. And I think I, this definitely wasn't a dog man. It'd been, I've been much more scared if it was. <laughs> and excited because then you're like, oh my God, it's a werewolf. I, I love bite me. <laughs> I love you. Let me take you home. Turn me, please. Uh, <laughs> well, it, looking, you know, I, I've looked at it extensively. Uh, you know, I know, I know you've kind of looked at it, ran it through some software and and whatnot. Um, and I don't blame people for being skeptical. I encourage people to be skeptical about things, but from somebody who usually only catches things from the corner of their eye, you and I both to catch something on camera, not know what it is at all. It looks creepy. It looks odd and doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You have to get other people's perspectives. Yeah. 
And there's a way to be skeptical and being respectful at the exact same time. And it seems like all the skeptical comments were very much disrespectful in the fact that they wanted to just tear you apart and be trolls instead of offer a reason of, of close facsimile of what this was. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like even if this creature or whatever it was, even if it was just a sculpture of some sort, um, it is a weird ass sculpture and there was no paint to it or color other than you know, what, what was in the picture is white or like a grayish color. Um, very odd. And so. Uh, in particular was certainly interesting. And, and, you know, we had, I had people who are saying, uh, you know, worst Photoshop I've ever seen. Uh, you should have did better at editing this or uh, you stop trying to trick people with this bull, you know, type stuff like that. I even had one person, which I was going to respond to and then decided not to um, just because it was more of a, it wasn't a pride thing, but just more of a like lunacy thing uh, on their part because they, they stated that they had used, uh, and this is apparently, I did some research into them and it's apparently this is some sort of paranormal um, investigative group of some sort. Uh, so the fact that they would even state this, it state this was kind of weird, um, but they said that they ran it through a computer program, not a quote unquote, not a app, but an actual high-end computer pro processing system uh, that proved that this image was actually two people uh, sitting or kneeling, and one was holding something that was very similar to a tail, uh, and that if we basically looked closer, we would realize that that's what that was. I mean, and funny anyone... thing, I have also had somebody this same exact group comment on something um i believe it was about one of our our um episodes and okay. completely be disrespectful and i think we need to talk to the person that runs the group because <laughs> we know who she is <laughs> and talk about these people but yeah find out just get her said, her opinion <laughs> But, you know, I wanted to respond right there and then just be like, hmm, I think you should upgrade in some better software uh, <laughs> because clearly it's not doing a good job for you. Uh, only because I know the truth. And that is, I was there for three minutes. I guarantee it wasn't people. 100%. Uh, there is, even in the photo that I posted, you can tell it's not, there's nothing human about it. Uh, you know, and, and people have like they claim that there's a black bar over top of the of this image of this creature, uh, and that proves that it was like photoshopped. But if you zoom in on the picture, which apparently none of these people do, uh, you can clearly see it's a shadow, and you can even see where the shadows are missing because there's light coming through the legs of this creature. Right. Um, you know, and they're also like, oh, but if you look at this shadow, it's a very, this angled shadow. It's like a very straight angle. That's where you made this Photoshop happen, where you pasted the creature into uh, as an overlay on this other photo. And I'm like, does nobody, 
Does nobody use their mind? <laughs> Do you guys? I'm sorry. Like, you, I get it. Like, I know you're trying to debunk this and you're doing a terrible job because nobody's using their mind. Like, look at the shadow. Look at where it goes to. It goes to the back of an SUV. Now, why is that shadow being created at that angle? Ideas? Anybody? You know, and I was like, this this SUV was like slightly left of my the middle of my my car. So, you know, people, I think when people look at it, they think, oh, your car is pointing directly at the SUV. Therefore, the shadow should be on the garage directly in front of the SUV. But they don't take into account that there are two lights, two headlights on a car. And the left headlight, yes, is pointing straight at this truck, which would cast a shadow on to the garage. But the other headlight, which is further to the right, would cast a shadow off to the left of the van or the SUV that would stretch across this backyard all the way to the other house, hence giving it an extra shadow overlay that would look as if it was Photoshopped, but it wasn't. That's just called science. That's what we do in the paranormal community as investigators. You got to figure out, you know, what it is that's really happening here. Uh, and, you know, I've, and I've explained that to to a couple of people in the group and they're like, oh, OK, I see it now. Like, yeah, it, It's fine. But it's just it, it blows me away that people are so quick to jump to uh, conclusions without backing it up with evidence. Like, I don't mind if people are like, oh, it's Photoshop. But like, tell us why. Like, why is it Photoshop? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can explain right. that to me, then I will. I'll give you respect. Like, even if you're wrong, I'll give you respect because you went out of your way to debunk it. And your conclusion was that it was photoshopped. Cool. Right. But without that, I don't know. Well, you and you and I had kind of talked about this through through text off air. And um, it raises a very good point that if you're going to post something online, please make sure that you're going through the process of debunking it yourself instead of posting fraudulent-looking photos and saying, I got this evidence, please can you help me look at this? Right. Um, Not that people are posting fraudulent photos, but if you post something without cleaning it up, without running it through some type of software, whether that's uh, Adobe software, Eric uses a couple different softwares, I I believe, And and not doing the best of your ability to say, I don't know what this is. I've ran it through everything that I can think of to debunk it. Please take a look at this and please tell me what you think. Um, you know, Eric and I have seen so many grainy photos of different things, whether that's somebody on a paranormal investigation at somebody's home or a business or whatever. Um so many photos of, of creatures that end up grainy because the person is like Eric grabbing a quick photo uh, snapshot instead of a video. But even like videos of Bigfoot, a lot of times the video is super grainy because the person has a really shitty camera, whether that's a phone, which is usually the case now. Um, or in, in Eric's case, he was in a rush. He didn't want, to spook people out um or if you're scared of whatever you're seeing i can understand it being grainy you're shaking you're moving you're trying to get away um but uh eric you can chime in at any time here on this about 
making sure that your your photos are as clean as possible before you post them on social media of any kind. Sure, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, depending on who you are, you may not have a proper phone. Um, maybe you're not a big fan of the newest and uh, most upgraded or updated right. phones. Right. Uh, and maybe and that's you okay. don't have... Yeah, and maybe you don't have the editing software uh, to go through and check out like... Uh, you know, put it through like a black and white spectrum or, you know, changing the various saturations of, of, of the image itself to, to kind of pull the image that you're seeing out uh, from its background. Uh, I, I see a lot of images uploaded that are, uh, they're really just like, you can't see them. It, the, the, they, they're like these little, a lot of them are like branches in the, they take place in the woods uh, and they're like these branches or trees that have like a weird shape to them. Uh, and once you go and do some of this editing to figure it out, you can see it. Uh, and unfortunately, I think just some people happen to see things that aren't there, which I do too. Uh, you know, and it's, it's okay. So long as you're looking for the truth as opposed to stating what is the truth, <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, I, I think there's always a right and wrong way to post stuff like this. Um, I think you just need to be ready for the scrutiny that might come from it, mm -hmm. but also be open to other possibilities uh, as to what this could be, whether it be uh, debunked as something natural or as a different type of creature entirely. Uh, and, and unfortunately, I just think some people don't do that. I think they're so held on to their belief of what it is that even when people say it isn't or prove that it isn't, they say you're wrong. This, it, I know what I, what's in this photo. I see it. It's like, well, in the end, that's, that's just is what it is, you know? Right. So at the end of the day, after we've talked about it, we look at the photo, we're, speculating what's going on what are your thoughts uh do you think it was just something weird that was in somebody's backyard or the you know even in the yard to the next door neighbor even um do you think it's a natural creature like in, in your mind what is it yeah i mean right on everything that i've seen in the various uh little tweaks that i did to the image I would say it's most likely some sort of sculpture, and that's because uh, in certain lighting, uh, like saturation and stuff, uh, you notice some odd little squares or boxes within the image uh, that isn't pixelation. This is something that is uh, separate from the image itself and is actually part of whatever this is. Uh, and if that's the case, I would think it's probably some sort of metal pieces that are put together or some sort of fabrication um, to create whatever this image was. What the image is, you know, what it's supposed to be, I have no idea. Uh, if it's painted at all, it's only painted on one side. And of course, I wasn't on that side. Um, but again, who knows? Uh, you know, it, it very well could be that what I think might be a fabrication um, of this thing might just actually be part of the camera's sensitivity, um, 
to the lighting because you know it, my camera works in with the hdr mode so it's high dynamic range and so what it's trying to do is pull in light for the natural light from the sky uh, as well as the lights on the houses plus the lights on my headlights and it has to find an equal balance there and that can sometimes overlap and create hot spots in some areas um and could even create these distortions or like light shadows and i use the term light shadow uh not as in like a light shadow that's cast but as in like an actual light a, a you know like a bright white section of light in a squared section uh which is nothing more than a shadow of some existing light around it that is just being created by the camera's processing sensor uh so yeah you know and i think that that's a highly probable thing only because I am still skeptical as to what is actually out there. Um, but nonetheless, I, who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe it legitimately was a creature, uh, some sort of cryptid that I caught and I'll never know unless I see it again. I've tried looking for that spot. And unfortunately, after you make a delivery, that address gets erased. So you can't, you know, Unless you have like a photographic memory, you're not going back there uh, unless they order something again. So who knows what will happen in the future? Maybe else. A, ma a mapping software. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, though, I have not been able to find it at all this week uh, traversing in that particular area. Uh, but maybe one day in the coming weeks, I will come across it again. And if it's still there, hopefully in the daylight. I'll be able to snap a, snap a photo and video and I'll uh, be able to submit that too. And we'll go from there, but. Well, and on top of that, if it's moved to see what it was, but right. even in the photo or something that's bent over, it's very weirdly proportioned, but what it would be if it's, the one that's on our Facebook page and says, I've seen entities that are similar. So very possibly could be something. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> you know, and that and that's the weird thing though, is like, you know, we, we see entities like this that are similar, but we still just right nothing exists. Even, yeah, even when you see it with the naked eye, it, it's still you know, like our minds don't capture images well. So right. even what we know we see, it changes over the course of several days. Uh, sometimes it becomes more visual and you see it better. And most times it becomes a little more blurred. And you're like, did I really see what I thought I saw? Um, you know, in, in regards to this one image in particular, there were a lot of people who thought it was a monkey. That's a really large monkey. It is a very large <laughs> monkey. That was my thought too. But I, you know, who knows? I mean, it does have a kind of similarities to a monkey for sure. At least when you add in the tail, uh, without the tail, I wouldn't be so sure. But again, right. it, it's really the color and then the head. That's just off putting. It's just weird. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, if you haven't looked at it yet, Go to our Facebook page, check it out, tell us what your thoughts are. Um, or, you know, if you're listening on this where you can make a comment, whether that's on the website or if there's any of the uh, hosting platforms that let you comment, please comment on 
this because I am going to use this as kind of the background of our uh, uh, thumbnail for the episode, which I'm assuming I can have your permission on that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you pay me for it. You know? Okay, yeah. I'll pay you for That's it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how business is done, folks. <laughs> But um, yeah, let us know what you think on this. I, I would absolutely love to hear everybody's opinion. Um, it, I mean, if you're going to be skeptical, at least keep it professional and explain why you think it is what it is. Um, next week, we're going to be talking to June Ahern. Uh, she's an author. She's written many books, but uh, I'd found her on... Um, I, I get emails about guests to book and... Um, she had talked about being in the paranormal field, so we're just kind of just gonna talk shop with her. Uh, she's a psychic medium and, and she's a paranormal investigator, so it'll be fun to just kind of sit back and, and and talk shop with somebody instead of just relying on the book they've written and questioning what they've written in their book. So until next week, folks, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.